Welcome into the Football Holics Podcast, Mike Jones. I have not done one in a little over 14 weeks. Uh, been trying to, as the old saying goes, back up and punt. Uh, I'm going to start doing something a little different. Um, I'm still going to be doing ones to where I talk about my takes on the stories that happen in the NFL or college football. Uh, but. I'm going to do segments to where it's my takes on what some of the stories are for the first segment. Um, then the second segment, I'm going to go into a little bit more. I, I, I like doing things with anything is regardless to, uh, in regards to sports, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, anything. But I really like the history of the sport. So the second segment I want to start doing, I want to start giving you all a little bit of some of my useless knowledge when it comes to some of the sports. Um, But anyways, um, so, and then the third segment, once again, I I, I love anything, everything sports. Um, And besides watching and listening and, reading anything I can about sports, I collect things. I started at the age of 11 collecting sports cards. And I've all, uh, I do any kind, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, it does not matter. Um, but I have amassed a collection of probably a little over 20,000 football cards. They go all the way back to 1986, all the way up to like 2015. I stopped a few years ago collecting just because I got too busy with work and I didn't have time to go through and put everything in sets and number orders. But anyways, I'm going to do a third segment every now and then about, you know, something I found or something I've got that uh, that I think is unique. I don't know that everybody has them or anything like that. And I like comments back on what y'all have. Tell me what you think on my takes. On the stories, tell me what you, if what I did as far as the history part was interesting to you, and leave me the comment on something about what, you know, something sports collectible you got that you think is really cool or something unique that not everybody would have, if that makes any sense to y'all. Anyways, so getting in to the major story right now, Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. Here's my thought. Um, Okay. I understand that everything may not be ideal in Houston. He may not like the owner. He may not like uh, how they go about running the organization and how it's ran. But, it wasn't more than eight months ago you signed a four-year, $160 million deal with that organization, knowing, going into that, that Bill O'Brien was your head coach. You didn't get along with him. He was also the general manager. He traded away DeAndre Hopkins. You knew that. Um, and then, all of a sudden, after they fire Bill O'Brien... So he's out. You know you're getting a new head coach. You know you're getting a new general manager. And the moment that they don't include you in 
the decision-making on who the new GM and new coach are going to be. You throw a hissy fit and one out. Okay. Let's, and I understand he's a star player, everything like that. But let's clarify something really, 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 really quickly here. Um, the NBA, you have five starting players on a team, and you can have one or two players can make that, that team a winning franchise. Like LeBron and AD made the Lakers win the championship last year. I don't believe if they didn't have either one of them, they would have been 11 and 5. You know, you know, eleven, eleven and seventy-one. You know, I don't, I don't think they've been very good. Granted, quarterback is the most important position on the field, but there are fifty-three people on that roster. There are fifty-two other people on that on that team. He has been in the league four years. That is it. You are not, and he has a 29 and 27 record. Everybody talks about how great he is. Wins and losses go to show how good a quarterback is. He is 29 and 27. Well, you can say, well, he hadn't had a good offensive line. He's been running for his life. Okay, well, there's a lot of quarterbacks that don't have the best offensive line and don't get enough protection. They still make plays. Take a look at, um, um, Carson Wentz, he has not had the best line, and yes, they went forward in 11 and 1 last year, but he has not had the best offensive line in the past years, and he still went 13 and 3. He still man, they still managed, and Nick Foles took him to that Super Bowl. Uh, they still managed to go, you know, 11 and 5, 10 and 6. They, they, you know, if you've got the mobility, which Deshaun Watson does. You can make up, if you're great, you can make up some of the gaps for not having the best offensive line. You can buy time. And, yeah, they traded away Hopkins. I know that pissed him off, and I don't care if y'all don't like my language, but sorry. But, um, you know, the thing of it is they're paying you $160 million to do a job for four years. Now, I get it. We all have jobs. You know, we may not like our bosses. We may have things about our job that we don't like, and we wish we could quit and go and change jobs. These players, he knew what the job was. He knew what kind of system they had. He knew that DeAndre wasn't going to be there. He signed four years, another four years, $160 million, and he's getting paid $40 million a year to do that job. I'm not going to feel sorry for him because he's throwing a little hissy fit because he didn't get included in what the organization is. You're making $40 million a year. Yeah, you are. You're the star quarterback. The owner's worth billions. And somebody else up there told him how to make the decision and what was best for their organization. Now, let's go back and look. He's upset this guy was a patriot. He didn't like how the Patriot system because that's what Bill O'Brien came out of and he wanted to be included in all this. The Patriots, have, for the past 20 years, have been one of the winningest organizations ever. I think any team that could, comp, that could copy what they've done and they think they can use that system 
and of getting players and being able to get rid of them before they got too expensive, like, you know, is what every team would follow. And with them having, yes, it's it's a toss-up. Was it a, was it Belichick? Was it Brady? But you know, you got six titles in twenty years. You average. You had one of the winningest organizations right now. I think anybody, if they could get a piece of that blueprint and just figure out a little bit of it, would take it. You know, I think he needs to think more of about the team than he does himself and kind of suck it up. But here's the thing. He he wants the spotlight on him. He wants to be the reason. And, you know, I understand that. He thinks he's the best quarterback. They, they say he's a top five quarterback. So let me ask a question. They say, oh, everybody should want Deshaun Watson. Everybody should want Deshaun Watson. He's great. He's great. He's an all-around talent. Okay. He was drafted in 2017. He was 12th overall. He uh, he was taken by the Houston Texans who moved up to get him. Okay, all fine, well, and good. So let's look at some of the quarterbacks that came out that year. Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs moved up to take him. He's taken 10th overall. Pretty damn good quarterback. Just saying. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think right now. 2017 because Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. Everybody thought Deshaun Watson was going to go into the Bears. That year, but they took Mitch. I ain't no bitch Trubisky and took him. I want you to think about that now. Patrick Mahomes is out in his own little league right now, he's better than anybody could ever imagine. Mitch Trubisky has a better winning record than Deshaun Watson. Well, you can't say that. Uh, it, it, uh look at the team, look at the players he had right, he has no offensive line. Mitch Trubisky has not had the best players either. And he's had two different coaches. Deshaun Watson's had the same coach four years. Well, he has no offensive line. He's running for his life. It's not like Mitch Trubisky's standing back there having all day to throw. And it's not like he has all-time great talent around him. Well, what about they got rid of Hopkins? make this argument about Dak that, you know, he's thrown 5,000 yards and he's threw 4,500 yards and all that. And Deshaun Watson threw 4,500 yards last year this past season, but most of it was in garbage time when they're already down, they already know they're losing, so he they air the ball out and he, he puts up amazing numbers. Deshaun Watson is 29 and 27 as a quarterback. He's barely above 500. He doesn't have as good a record as Mitch Trubisky. That's saying something. I don't care if he goes to the Jets. I don't care if he goes to Indianapolis. I don't think he's that good. You know, everybody wants to make him out like he's Patrick Mahomes or, you know, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. And he's not, I mean, he's putting up yardage, but most of it's in garbage time. And I just don't think he's good. I don't think he, I don't, 
wherever he goes, unless they put the right pieces around him to where he can go 14 and 2, 15 and 1, he's going to throw a little hissy fit. And I don't see that he is worth all the headache. I think he needs to stay in Houston. He needs to play out his contract. Then if he wants to leave in four years, he can decide. But this is not the NBA. You've got where you've only got 15 people on a team and two people can make it a winning thing. It takes a whole team. You've got 11 people on the offense. You've got 11 people on that defense. There have been many teams that have had an average quarterback and a great defense and won championships. Uh, you know, as much as players are getting paid and everything like that, the NFL will never be the NBA to where it's a player-driven league. This is the shield. It is driven by the fans that want to see the product on the field. And it is, it is driven by all 53 players. And, you know, it, it's I, I don't ever think it's going to be a player's league. It never will be. And if people don't want to deal with that, you know, I'm sorry. But this is... This is not the NBA. Um, and another thing uh, that's been going on lately. Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. Or so they say he retracted the statement the other day. Um, saying, well, he doesn't want out. He was just upset because they lost the game. Aaron Rodgers signed a five-year, $183 million deal the other day, or back a couple of years ago, and he's got $57 million for signing his name, and $103 million was guaranteed. Um, he's not going to go anywhere. He was just throwing a little hissy fit, and it's like I heard Colin Coward say, think of it like this. Um, if, you, if, if you have a bad day at your job or whatever, if you've got a wife, a girlfriend, or whatever support system you have at home, you go home, you have a bad day, you can vent to them, or they can vent to you. You have a way of release. You know, Aaron doesn't have that. So he uses the public as his as sounding board. No, he's not going anywhere. He is the third best quarterback in the league right now. He's not going to leave Green Bay. He'll still be there uh, for three more years. He'll, I think he'll retire when he's 40. Um, and we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, now, Matt Stafford is wanting out of Detroit. He, uh, Detroit is going to let him out. Uh, they are willing to seek trade partners. I've heard all the different rumors where he could go. Is it going to be Denver? Is it going to be the Rams? Is it going to be, you know, the Colts? Uh, where, where, where would he go? Um, so I was thinking about this the other day, and this is one team that nobody has mentioned about needing a quarterback. So. Let's think about this for a minute. Detroit 
is building from the ground up. They are getting rid of Stafford. They've got a new coach. They really don't have weapons. Uh, they don't have much of a defense. So, you know, you're starting from scratch. It's okay. It's fine. Um, but what if a team, what if there was a trade to where both teams won, you each got your quarterbacks for, uh, for the next five to six years till you find that rookie that you know can bring in, can change your franchise. Matt Stafford go to a place to where he has plenty of weapons, has a decent offensive line, a new head coach, and an eh, okay defense, but they can take care of that in the draft. And then the other guy goes to Detroit. So what am I talking about? No, I'm not talking about uh, trading him for Jared Goff, sending him to L.A. What about sending Matt Stafford to Atlanta? Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford walks in there with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Todd Gurley. You put Matt Stafford with that talent and they build up that defense just a little bit. Okay. You you could go you could go you could go for, you know, maybe a ten and six, eleven and five record. Now Drew Brees is retiring. Yeah, you still got Tom Brady, so okay, you could get a wild card in that division. Um, and then you send Matt Ryan to Detroit. He's a good enough quarterback, doesn't matter what they put around him, he could help build that up a little bit and get him back to an 8 and 8, 9 and 7 record. You know, both teams win in that situation. And a lot of people say, whoa, 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 well, he needs to go to Indianapolis. Indianapolis has the best offensive line right now in the NFL. I understand that. Um, but outside of T.Y. Hilton, what weapons do they really have? Uh, outside of Mack the, the, uh, and Taylor, the running backs. I mean, you don't really have those big threat wide receivers besides Hilton, and Hilton is on the downslide down a little bit. Um And we know Jacksonville is going to take Trevor Lawrence number one overall. So, you know, that one's pretty much written in stone. All right. Uh, now, personally, I'm a Broncos fan. I would love to see him go to Denver. But here's my, here's my problem with that. Yes, we have Cortland Sutton. Yes, we have uh, Jerry Judy. Yes, we have Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. But one, we've got we've got no offensive line. Our defense is in shreds. We don't know if Von Miller's gonna be back. Uh Bradley Chubb is uh looking for a new contract. Um we have decent corners. It looks like AJ Bouye is leaving. Um but I, I just don't see that we'll all be able to, you know. Bring back, and I don't think it would be a good situation for Matt Stafford on the last four or five years of his career. Um, now, if we draft an offensive line to where they could protect him, absolutely go for it. But right now, I don't see it because I think Denver's in a situation where you have to put up 30 to 40, 50 points a game 
like Kansas City does because we have no defense right now. And unless a miracle happens, I don't see it happening for a while. All right. Uh, when I come back in the second segment, I'm going to give you a little bit of my useless knowledge. Um, but I will be back shortly. Y'all. Welcome back into the Football Hawks podcast. It's Mike Jones. So, like I said, I love sports, anything sports. I study it. I, I love the history of it, everything like that. Now, I'm going to throw numbers out and just bear with me for a minute here. Bill Belichick is the second all-time winningest coach as far as wins-wise. Percentage-wise, I think he's the winningest coach, if I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But Don Shula has the wins, overall wins. But, you know, we talk about who is the greatest coach. We talk about who is the greatest quarterback, who is the greatest player ever. You know, and it's easier to do in a league where, like the NBA, you could put up Michael Jordan and LeBron and, and and say, okay, well, LeBron does this better, Michael does this better, you know, and have a decent debate. So, everybody has declared Brady as the GOAT. So, let, let's, I, I, you know, I'm not a fan of Brady's, but I respect him. So, let's run down his accomplishments. For a minute, okay. He has six rings. Uh, he is now in his tenth Super Bowl. He's been to uh, uh, fourteen conference championships. He's obviously won ten of them. Uh, he's an eighteen-time Pro Bowler. He's won his division. I think it's fifteen times. Uh, he has a career completion percentage of 63%. He averages 8.31 yards per pass. Or, eight, uh, sorry, 8.301 yards per pass. Okay? He has three league MVPs. All right. He is first all-time in yard uh, in touchdowns now, and he was second in yardage. All right, you know, I, I'm not taking, like I say, I don't like him. I think he's cheated most of his career, but I'm not going to take anything away from him. I respect him, especially after a book I read. So, so I just want to throw some numbers out here to you. All right, he is 32-6 and six in the playoffs. He, uh, actually, if you want to get technical, he's 32-7 and seven because... He's had four conference championship losses, so there's four losses right there. And he's lost three Super Bowls, so there's seven. Anyways, so there's a gentleman that does not get talked about in the GOAT conversation. Um, So before I say name, I'm going to spit out numbers. And I, I... I'm going to clarify a few things here at the end. This gentleman has 15 division titles. 15. Now think about that. He has five NFL MVPs. Average 8.323 yards per pass. 
He has a 4 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. He also has four Super Bowl appearances. He has two Super Bowl wins. Um, but he does, and he's third all time in yardage. He is third all time in touchdowns. And he does not get brought up in the GOAT conversation because he doesn't have the rings. Well, okay. If it's all about rings, yeah, Brady's got it. You know, I. Uh, I'm not going to argue that point. But if we're talking about accomplishments, five to three NFL MVPs, averaging more yards per pass, having a better touchdown to interception ratio, having a better, um, having more divisions won, having a better. Just overall individual statistic-wise, except for the ring count. Yeah, Brady passed him in, in yardage and touchdowns uh, last year. But, you know, it took Brady 19 years to where it took this guy 17 years. So, you know, you're do, doing it with a shorter career and less weapons than what Brady ever had. But anyways, so this gentleman never gets talked into the GOAT conversation. That's Peyton Manning. Now, he is 14-13 in the playoffs. I'm not going to argue that that, that kind of sucks for a guy that was that talented. Now, like I said, this is supposed to be history. So, uh, anyways. There was a gentleman who won four rings. He he did not he had one of the best coaches all time. I, I'm not gonna say he's the greatest coach. That's that's probably Bill Belichick. I'm not gonna argue that point. I, I will never argue that point. But he won four rings. He had very good receivers, he had a decent offensive line. He had a great running game and a great defense, and he never gets talked about, and that's Terry Bradshaw. I mean, do we not understand how good that man was? He laid the foundation for a Joe Montana. He laid the foundation for, you know, for people like John Elway and the people that made those stepping stones into the Peyton Mannings and the Tom Brady's. And we never, and well, he doesn't have the numbers. Do you not understand the way the game has evolved and how much different it is and how great that man was? But, you know, I don't know that it, that y'all would ever throw him in the conversation, but I think him and Manning ought to be thrown into the conversation. I mean, if you want to talk about the greatest football player all time, all time, it's not going to be. It's not going to be Brady. It's not going to be Joe Montana. One guy, in my opinion, is the greatest football player ever, and he's never a quarterback. He changed the way a position was played. That was Jerry Rice. 
But anyways, uh, I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Uh, my last segment, I'm going to talk collections and see what see what y'all think. And I would love to hear from y'all on what you think your coolest item is and what you got. Welcome back into the Football Hawks podcast, Mike Jones. And for my last segment, I want to talk about collections. We all, you know, regardless of sports, football, baseball, basketball, we all we all collect something. Uh, it could be cards. It could be books. It could be jerseys. It could be, you know, mini helmets that we have autographed. It could be anything. But we all have something. Um, now... I like all sports, but probably the coolest thing that I've ever seen, and there's a a story behind this, is regardless of how bad they are, I'm a UT ball fan for life. There is no other way, shape, form, fashion. I may get pissed off about how bad the organizations run, and yes, I will make an episode about that and what I thought of their coaching hire. I think uh, I, I won't get into that right now. But anyways, I have always been a ball fan. I always will be a ball fan and everything like that. But one of the things that changed, and this is another reason I think highly of this player, um, me and my me and my dad would always go up to a game every now and then and we'd sit, we'd enjoy the game, everything like that. Uh, my dad was in the military for fifty years. Um, in nineteen ninety five he was working uh uh in the National Guard in, in uh in Nashville and one of his co workers came to him knowing that my dad was a huge Vols fan and had, you know, collected a lot of stuff and everything like that, came to him and said, hey, uh, my daughter's going up there to Tennessee. Uh, We can get your autographs if you want. She knows the players. And he's like, well, you know, if you can, you can. You can't, you can't. It doesn't matter. You know, he never said anything to me uh, until after the fact that was what was going on. I was like, Oh, cool. Okay, you know. So, guy comes back about a week later. And he says, well, boss, I got good news and I got bad news. And he says, uh, about it. He says, okay, you know. He says, you know, if you could, you could, you couldn't. You couldn't. It doesn't really matter. He says, well, he says, we couldn't get everybody. And this was the time when Tennessee had Al Wilson, uh, Raynock Thompson, um, Joey Kent, Perilous Price, Peyton Manning, um, Aaron Hayden, Little Man Stewart, um, several, several big name players, Albert Hainsworth, um, Big John Anderson. But anyways, you know, and he's like, well, you know, he said, we couldn't get everything. I said, well, that's fine. You know, you did your best. You couldn't. And he came back. He said, the only person we were able to get was this little sophomore quarterback. And of course, it was Manning. It was Peyton Manning. But, uh, you know, he was already in the news 
when he went to Tennessee because of who his dad was. And it was a very big deal for him to go to Tennessee. He didn't want to go to Ole Miss and be in his dad's legacy. But that always that always made me think highly of him because he took out time out of his day knowing, not, knowing this would get him nowhere. But to sign an autograph for somebody like that for and just send it send it down and say, Here you go. You know, that was one of the coolest things to me. And I've always been a big fan of his. I've been a I'm a Denver fan for life. I've always been a Denver fan, but I followed his whole college career. I followed his whole NFL career. I wish he'd gone to Denver sooner. I think he'd had a better career, but you know, that was always the coolest thing for me. Now I would like to know what is the coolest collectible or autograph or something that y'all got. And uh, comment, you know, uh, this this is available on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, uh, anywhere that you can upload a podcast. Uh, but please uh, let me know uh, what you think of uh, my thoughts on the subject, what your coolest autograph is, what your coolest collectible. And if you would, follow me on football footballholics underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, I'm getting to where I post a lot more now. Uh, I'm going to start posting pictures, videos, and hopefully uh, hopefully y'all will listen and y'all have a great day. Stay safe. And I will do another, uh, another uh, show in probably a couple of days.